today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CFO of uh, FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is with us once again. And, uh, well, first of all, happy Friday to you. Well, thank you, Bill, and happy Father's Day weekend to you, my friend. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to a whole bunch of stuff uh, that's coming up this weekend, aside from the thunderstorms. But we'll deal with that as it comes along. Listen, one of the things you talked to us about on the program uh, over the years uh, has been the, the changes and, and what well, some of the social media fa- platforms would say that some of the restrictions about advertising. You know, what we got upset about the, the fact that advertising was geared to our likes and what we were downloading, and they've, they've tried to, to put some restrictions on that. Uh, these guys still have to make money, Adam. Uh, and as soon as you close one door, they're going to try to find another one, aren't they, to to try to generate revenue? Well, advertising is what Facebook is great at. The platform it's on is data harvesting, but they are not about to give up on advertising. They may not be able to do it with their uh, tracking pixels and otherwise from other platforms. However, Facebook owns the headset, Oculus Rift. And and as we know, our augmented reality, virtual reality, it's really starting to take off, especially in the gaming world. If you're into video games, the days of holding a a joystick, watching a a flat screen, they're going to be gone. You're going to want to probably put on an Oculus Rift helmet, uh, and there's many versions. There's Playstations and otherwise, but uh, Facebook specifically is a leader in this. And what they've done, Bill is they've taken information that is really, I have to say, from an advertising guy. From FPM3 as an advertising agency, I'm kind of chuckling going, that's really, really smart. To everybody out using this, I'm thinking this is really a problem. First of all, you have to have a Facebook account to use the Oculus Rift. Now, from that account that you have, they may not be able to give that third-party information to others but they're allowed to use it for their own purpose. Meaning, when you now will be playing video games, they're rolling out a pilot project in Facebook, uh, whatever the game may be, there'll be billboards or could be areas where normally advertising would be generic or otherwise. What they're doing is they're, going, they're trying to incorporate advertising within the game itself. So if you're playing a, a war game or shooting zombies or whatever it is you're doing and you got your helmet on and you're with your friends, um, it will calculate what your profile is on Facebook. And then it will say, for example, you're looking for uh, a Ford Mustang Mach-E or whatever it is. Um, it would show a local Ford dealership ad on the billboard in the video game. Um, this is a pilot project, but it looks like it's starting to take off. The, uh, Facebook has announced that this is going to be a, a regular element of how they're going to incorporate advertising into games and platforms. They're going to be rolling out with that. But it's very interesting that this is now no longer uh, I'm in a video game for my own pleasure entertainment. I'm now going to be watching Advil ads and my local car dealership with 3.9% financing on my car in, in a video game. Okay, but here's here's the question I've got about this. Uh, that's all well and good. Well, I don't think it is well and good, but I mean, it's the way they're going to do things. <laughs> but where does the revenue go? I mean, does Facebook bill Advil for the, the, the hey, I ran a commercial for you on, on, on Adam's uh, site? Uh, or, you know, I mean, at some point, Advil needs to be the beneficiary of this, don't they? Well, it goes by impression. That's a great question, Bill. It goes by impressions. So impressions means that they can validate when so many users are actually looking at the ads. Um, and because, you know, Facebook watches everything we do and has details about that, what they can do is they will be able to uh, incorporate the ability of how many visuals are actually seen, and you would pay by that. So those are referred to as impressions. But let's say that I was in the middle of, 
I don't know, shooting a zombie for argument's sake, and I look up and I go, yeah, I do want a Ford Mustang uh, Mach-E. Um, I can click it, save it for later, and when I exit out from the game, it would then be able to allow me to say, you've clicked on these details, would you like to get more information? So it's... it's um, or I could exit the game right in it. They showed a demonstration of clicking it. You can click it, pause the game, and go, I'd like to find out more or watch a quick video if necessary. All right, so there is a methodology. I figured they'd, they'd work on that too. Uh, watch for that. Uh, we want to talk about well something that I think a lot of people have been bugged about too, and that's deep fakes. Uh, and it's become a growing problem. It used to be a bit of an anomaly, always in that cute. And now it's uh, what's real and what's not. I mean, uh, how, how, how are they handling this? Well, Facebook specifically has been under pressure, under the uh, the context that a lot of the videos that Facebook has posted uh, may or may not be real. And as deepfake is very, very, I want to say easy to do, as it, it does take a little bit of, of elements to create, it's getting easier with, with applications that do it for you. Uh, but Facebook has actually banned, this is actually a, a, a fact, uh, Facebook has deepfake video sharing and posting is is not allowed it's a violation of their terms so uh, and that includes messenger instagram whatsapp all of the platforms that facebook is uh currently using so deep fake being a massive concern on facebook's uh, uh radar what they've done is they've got the research they actually developed uh, the research and can now show using artificial intelligence of their own. It's like reverse engineering. They could take a, a deep fake video and be able to determine who made it, who made it, where it was made, the platform it was made with. Um, now, this is a massive move on Facebook's side. Now, it also only applies within Facebook, but it brings that proof uh, truth of where people were wondering, is it real? Is it not real? Uh, Facebook has really put a lot of effort behind that. So um, the, the battle for deep fakes are, is now being pushed and researched aggressively by Facebook. And they can tell you how it was made and what platform made it. Uh, that's and that's good news. I'm glad that they're doing this. Uh, Facebook's also busy with uh, the, the the reproduction, though. I mean, we've talked about reproduction things like handwriting, etc. And they've they've really kind of fine tuned the technology here, haven't they? Well, this is really interesting. I mean, the, the, our, our topic is not always going to be Facebook today, by the way, Bill. I just want to segue that. This is the last Facebook comment in regards to the technology, because all of these items uh, are, are concerning. This one is the most concerning, and that is they could take with a photo, one photo of a word that you wrote in cursive, and they would be able to match your handwriting. Now, I don't, they're, they're claiming this, this research and capability. It's called textile brush use. That's the term that they're referring to it as. Um, but it's like a cursive writing expertise. So all individuals have a certain way of writing, uh, whether they print, whether they sign in cursive. Um, from an advanced point of view, this would be very capable of being able to develop a cursive uh, writing style of an individual. So, for example, if I wanted to write a letter uh, and send it directly through whatever digital Digital platform using this technology, Facebook would be able to uh, take my uh, scripted or voice dictated lettering and it would be able to turn it into a cursive uh, uh, element that people would be able to read and it would be very, very uh, close to what I actually would handwrite. Now, why this is also important and what Facebook's comment about creating this is the fact that cursive is uh, being quickly lost on our education system, but there's so much 
material in the past for the last 40 to 50 years and longer that cursive was the only way people were uh, writing down uh, materials. So this is a reverse engineering in a way uh, that it will also be able to uh, convert it into normal text in the case you can't read cursive for that matter. Yeah, and that's a whole generation of people that can't read cursive. I got to ask you though, uh, when they do the, uh, the, the transmission, uh, from voice to, to cursive, uh, does it spell as well as Siri does? I hope not. <laughs> Well, we we know for a fact, and, and, and no one sees what I send prior to our shows when we get ready, but oh, I God. can assure you, <laughs> this would definitely mind-blow. Bill would have a very hard, difficult time wondering what I'm saying if it converted anything I wrote in cursive from my voice dictation. I can tell you that. Actually, yeah, the first draft of the stuff you always send me looks like hieroglyphics, but uh, it, it, I've, I've, come, I've become used to it, and it's, I'm accustomed to it now. Uh, workspace, Google's Workspace. Let's flip uh, from Facebook over to Google for a few minutes here, okay? Uh, that's something a lot of people were interested in, and uh, I guess it's, uh, well, it's free now, isn't it? Well, it's free, and it's really well, the, the, by the, Google for small. Yeah, the very, the, the very basic version of it is anyway. Correct. That's right. Yeah, but I, I'm going to say this in, in a very open text. I use Google. I'll, I'll say that for starters. But number one, let me just say this, Bill. The only free cheese is in the trap. And that is exactly <laughs> what they've launched right here, is that Google has now launched for the small business operator an ability to use a basic version. And, of course, Google uh, taunts it as this is a small business solution for all of what you need. If you're a small business operator, absolutely free, you'll get the services of which Google offers, whether that's email, the chat system, the video chat, which was only available for those that would subscribe. Now, again, I say this with a bit of like, I've been stung once by Google, and many have for that matter, and that was, it was called G Suite. And then back in 2000, uh, or 2007, they offered it for free for small business. I was one of those adaptable individuals. In 2012, with 30 days notice, Google said, we're no longer giving it for free. If you want to keep it, you're going to have to pay, and you're going to have to pay large, like $15 per user per month. So I say this because Google has done this with their photos. I've mentioned that before. They no longer offer unlimited anymore, and they now are offering this free office platform. So um, why are they doing it? Number one, Google is struggling like Facebook when it came to ads. They have to get their subscription base up. They have to. They've only got around 6 million subscribers for their office platform versus Microsoft has over 260 million subscribing uh, users. So Google's going to lose the advertising revenue. It strongly uh, has kept it where it was. So they got to keep up with the subscription model. And how do you do that? Again, come on over to our side. We're going to give it for free. And then I'm willing to bet by the year 2015 on Tech Talk, I'll be saying, remember all that free uh, opportunities we had? You're now going to have to pay if you want to keep it. Be wary. That's the best word of the race here. Uh, there are a lot of small businesses, especially now because business is so tight with the pandemic and everything, that are using social media uh, basically to build their, their, their business up and their platform. Uh, and, and a lot of those are very good stories and successful stories. But uh, you ran across one in Regina where it did not work out so well. I've run into several, Bill. This is just one example that was posted and I saw. First of all, it, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back. Small business operators, they're you know we're either uh, uh, you know small service providers, they're bakeries, they're they're restaurants, and they may not have a full advertising platform, and they've used 
powerful tools like the Facebook and Instagrams and Shopify for that matter. So it's not just isolated to the social media, but I, I want to just warn small businesses is that it's really great when you can get your message out and you've got a lot of people following you and buying products or you listed maybe, uh, I know locally in Hamilton, um, there's a painter and she's done a phenomenal job. She paints her artwork, puts it up online. People see it. They direct messengers. She, she gets uh, uh, commissioned to create tons of beautiful paintings paintings. Um, that's wonderful. But if Facebook and Instagram deems her to violate their terms, and again, it could be just a distraught artist. It could have been somebody just upset and they just kind of posted reports against uh, that small business owner. Facebook and Instagram will shut down and it becomes a, we're going to shut you down, review it, and then you can appeal it later. Um, remember, they are the judge and the jury when it comes to their operating system. So that said, I just really, really want to warn a lot of small business users out there uh, that, you know, it's going to, we need this now. We're coming out of uh, this COVID lockdown and we're going to need to get out of debt. And this is one of those dangerous situations that Shopify has shut down operations, social media will shut down operations, and it could be the death of a small business just by that alone. So don't put all your eggs in that basket is my moral of that story, Bill. Use other Use your website, control your assets when you're advertising. A few years ago, when we started talking about electric cars, it was Tesla, because there wasn't a whole lot else going on. I mean, everybody's jumping into the game right now. Uh, Ford, Chrysler, I mean, General Motors, they're all getting into this now, and, and some other uh, European uh, forces are doing this too. Norway actually did some testing. This is always great when you get somebody who says, you know what, I want to determine just who's doing it right and who's not. How'd that work out? Well, yeah, this is, and the number one question, Bill, and I know many people say that, how far can you get? Like, how far will the car go? And, and many people have, been do, have done that with gas. You know, you drive and you forgot, oh, there's the gas light. I got lots of time. And all of a sudden, you run out of gas on the side of the road, and thank goodness for a CAA. Well, in Norway, they tested 21 electric vehicles, and the test was a full charge on all the cars, and they had pretty much every make in there. There was uh, Ford and Citron and Toyota and, and Tesla. And so what they did was they put every vehicle uh, fully charged, at a start point, all the same conditions, all the same weather conditions, same everything. And they drove them as far as they could until it died on the side of the road. Um, and it was really interesting. First of all, uh, not surprised in this degree, the furthest uh, to get off a single charge was the Tesla Model 3. It got as far as 612 kilometers, and following that was number two, the latest launch, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, got a total of 610 kilometers before it finally died on the side of the road. That's astounding, Bill. That's really, really good. I mean, when you take a look at electric vehicles, how far you can go, I mean, that would be from Hamilton to Montreal and uh, to before you'd have to plug it in. That's a, that's a feat. And most vehicles, gas-powered, don't even get that mileage. No, it's not. And it's very important, too, because that seems to be the biggest knock about going all electric, is, uh, you know, especially in Canada, because places are so far apart. And, uh, you know, there was one time, remember, they characterized electric cars as, oh, that's great for in the city, but you can't do it from city to city traveling. But this just shows the technology has improved greatly in the last couple of years. It has really surpassed what I, I believed it would to be, and, and you're right. And now that the, and I mean, with Tesla Model 3 charging stations that are available at Walmart, uh, and that will work with other charging units as well because they're universal, uh, we're talking about a charge time of less than 15 minutes on the newer models. So uh, in 15 minutes, you can now have almost a full charge. That, I mean, we are getting to a level of where electric vehicles are going to be a mainstream and a safe one to be able to get across the country.
Uh, we're doing all sorts of things now. We're doing Zoom meetings and everything else because we're all living away from each other and working away from each other. Uh, and we use our phones for an awful lot of this stuff, too. And somebody says, hey, let's FaceTime, Adam. Well, I, gee, I don't have a, an Apple phone. I can't. That's about to change. Well, yeah, that, that's me and my daughters. Um, I'm an Android user. My daughters love Apple uh, mobile devices, and it's always uh, we have to find another video platform if we ever want to converse with each other. So uh, it's announced that Apple is going to be rolling out. Uh, now, this is video calls. I just want to I, I want to step back. This isn't messaging right now. It's mm-hmm. just the video calls, the FaceTime. Apple is going to be announcing that it's going to be rolling out with the next upgrade with Android, which means that communication between Android and Apple through video calling are no longer going to be restricted. So Android users will be able to converse with Apple users through FaceTime. So uh, Apple re- is really seeing that it's it's got to keep up with its uh, communication to other platforms, and this is one of their adapting uh, uh, elements that they need to be able to do due to the fact that people, if they can't communicate, will go to another platform. They'll use another service like Signal or uh, you know uh, Zoom, as you mentioned. So Apple wants to stay in this ecosphere of video conferencing, so we can expect that Androids and Apples will soon be able to chat with each other FaceTime. Good on them. Uh, this is uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday, 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man with uh, Adam Oldfield. Uh, have a great Father's Day weekend, Adam. We'll talk again next Friday. Thanks, Bill. You too. Take care. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.